0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski.
1: All right, we're pouring buckets of alleluias for coffee. Amen. Deacon Jeff here in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Yes, you are. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, we're in the midst of Easter. Hallelujah. Yeah, I know. Isn't that nice to say that word? I love saying that word. It is. Because it's like 40 days and.
0: Yeah, not said in a while.
1: Yeah, 46 days if you add in those Sundays. Right. That's a whole other program. Yeah. We're going to talk about, like, we're in the middle of Easter. We are. And, you know, we have this, uh, the eight weeks of Easter. Yes. Right after the octave of Easter. Lots Correct. of 8s. 8s is an important. It is. Right because uh Jesus was raised on the 8th day. That's right. The 8th day of new creation. That's why the baptismal fonts by the way have eight sides to them. Wow. And that a little little tidbit.
0: You know what? I just learned something new. Go
1: go impress your uh, your pastor. Yeah. Or you know that know-it-all at church <laughs> that you see all the time. <laughs> oh, that God drives me crazy. He always knows everything. I bet he doesn't know that. Anyway, (laughs) I thought we would. I I love the gospel readings all through Easter. You know, of course, all the readings are great. When we read from the Acts of the Apostles, you see the early church growing and uh, by leaps and bounds and how beautiful that is. But the gospel readings, when we we revisit them every year, they're just so miraculous. They are. And yet, we'll sit there, I think, during Mass, and sometimes our minds will drift about. I wonder if I still got how much of that Easter bunny I got left back on in the, in the basket. You know, maybe your mind doesn't do that. Mine, my my mind unfortunately does that, and uh, and sometimes we don't listen to every word, like a big kid. I know. So so, you know, I thought we'd go over every word of the gospel. Great idea. And and this is a gospel. We I think We're time. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we may get through the first eight we'll words. Do the best I don't we can. Know. We'll do the best we can. That's all we can offer the That's folks right. at home. There you go. Um, so we're reading from Luke. Uh, his, his gospel in the 24th chapter and this mm-hmm. is of course when uh, the road to Emmaus when Jesus is known uh, in the breaking of the
0: bread great story
1: it's a it's a wonderful story and so I just think that sometimes there's sometimes we miss a lot of detail mm-hmm. when we're listening to it because we're we're just listening to the major major part of the story and we think that we know that major part of the story but there's mm-hmm. I just think there's lots of really neat little details that are kind of placed in there this should be good that we that we we should pick up on and so yeah. The very beginning of the gospel, that very first, that very day, the first day of the week, Mm -hmm. you know, we stop there again because this is interesting to me because this is like we're in the third week of Easter, but this is talking about Easter day, right? This is Easter day. I mean, this is the eighth day, right? And so this is that very day. It's the same day. Yeah. And and to me, this is kind of like, well, the gospel puts this in here, and we, we get it in the third week of Easter, mm-hmm. and you're thinking like, hey, you know, the Easter bunny's already come, Jesus rose from the dead, everything's great, you know, shouldn't we be talking about other stuff? And in fact, the gospel's still talking about that day. And, and to me, this is like, you remember, you you'd either read in the comics, or you would... You would see on those Saturday morning cartoons, it would say, meanwhile, on the other side of town,
0: you know, it's like
1: the same, it's the same time, but this is the other side of town. Right. Right. And so we find ourselves where two of Jesus's disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. Some detail. Yeah, so the seven miles, why the seven miles? And again, I, I don't know that anybody says there's a reason specifically for seven miles. But I think sometimes when the gospels are specific, mm-hmm. they want you to know that because they're wanting to, to tell you details so that you believe this. Yeah. I tell you this so that you will believe. I mean yeah. we've heard that said in other in other gospel passages, but essentially those those details help us to go like this is this is real. Yeah. Uh this that makes sense. Th- this is real. And um, and And they were conversing about all the things that had occurred now again that 's another that's that 's a biblical understatement mm-hmm. because we 've just been through if you if you remember not so long ago going through the Paschal Triddle. and I hope all of you listening went on Holy Thursday and Good Friday and Amazing. then went to the Easter vigil and maybe went ahead and got up on Sunday morning Easter Sunday went to mass again just why the heck not yeah. you know how wonderful what a what a way to celebrate the resurrection to 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 re- relive all of that stuff mm-hmm. uh spiritually like that is such a beautiful thing and such a great gift to us in our Catholic faith and so I'm hoping you went there but and you would you would you knew all the stuff that went on and imagine that stuff had just happened and you're walking along
0: and you're talking about yeah.
1: it. Yeah. I mean, how many times, uh, you know, Tom, we've come back from a University of Memphis game, you know, and it's like it was a close one. And yeah. this last minute, you're still talking about how, did you see it? Yeah. And then you do the reenactments in the yeah. slow motion where That's you right. kind of do the fadeaway jumper that won the game, et cetera, et cetera. You know, yeah. you're talking about everything. Well, they these guys are just like talking about all this stuff because this is what's on their heart and on their mind. And right. of course, the, 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 the scripture tells us, and it happened, that while they were conversing and debating, mm-hmm. see, they're, they're not all in agreement. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are wild and crazy times. Everybody's mm-hmm. wondering what happened, what, what what was all this about, right? Yeah. But while they were conversing and debating, it says Jesus Himself drew near and walked with them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't He always do that? He He draws near. He does. He makes Himself available to us. He He comes to us, mm-hmm. right? But their eyes were prevented from recognizing Him. That's another one. I, their eyes were prevented. Why? I I don't know that exactly why. Mm-mm. Their eyes were prevented. Were they the ones that prevented their own eyes? Because maybe their hearts weren't—I uh, don't know—well uh, informed. Their conscience wasn't well informed. Uh, what, did the Did the Lord Himself pre- prevent that?
0: They could have been depressed.
1: They could have been depressed. Because exactly. later on,
0: it talks about how they were looking downcast, and they could have had their heads down and just were miserable. Yeah, you know, because they were one of His disciples. Or they were two of his disciples. They were downcast. They were heads down. Who knows?
1: Another brilliant uh, aside from Tom Dorian because you're exactly right. And think about that. You know, emotionally, how often do we we're so like um, uh, enclosed in our emotion that we don't even see the world around us. Yeah. And so their eyes were prevented. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Jesus asked him. Said he asked them, "What are you discussing as you walk along?" Mm -hmm. They stopped. Looking downcast, you know they were downcast. You're right, uh, sad. Downcast m- means like that, but the, <laughs> I think he also might have been like, "Are you the only guy in the whole wide world that doesn't know what happened?"
0: Yeah, they had to have looked at him like, "You got to be kidding me, dude." Are you the, In fact, they what one, rock have you been living on? Right,
1: it says one of them named Cleopas, which I want to stop there too. One of them named Cleopas, so there's only two guys on the road to Emmaus, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, the other's name is lost <laughs> to history. <laughs> But Cleopas, you know, he's like a rock star. Yeah, Everyone knows Cleopas, but nobody knows the other guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the other guy. So we should really, you know, if you want to uh, like an obscure saint, like when you get confirmed or something, if you're getting ready to get confirmed, saint the other guy. Yeah, that's perfect.
0: That's perfect.
1: Because <laughs> he's got to be a saint, that guy. You know, Jesus was made known to him in the breaking of bread. You know, he's got to be. But he's saint the other guy. So one of them named Cleopas said to him in reply, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place here in these days?
0: You know, I I read it like that because it's like, give me a, are you kidding me? Can't you see them just putting their hands in their hips? Like what? (laughs) Who are you? Yeah. Where have you You, been?
1: Long haired stranger. What is the story here? You know, I remember one time being in Rome. Uh, and we were in Rome. My wife and I were there for it was the 25th anniversary of Pope Saint John Paul II, his or his uh, his as uh, papacy, uh, and also was the beatification of Mother Teresa at the time. She's now Saint uh, Mother Teresa, and uh, and also there was a consistory of cardinals. All this stuff was going on, and we were in a little gift shop. And we were just sort of buzzing, my wife and I. We were in there buying some, like, Vatican-shaped pasta or something. You know, <laughs> we're sitting there. We really did, by the way. And we're there, and there's other some other folks there. And they were very nice and congenial, and they heard that we were Americans. Like, oh, where are you from? You know, United States, yeah, well, Memphis, Tennessee, home of Elvis. You know, the, the regular conversation. I said, isn't this really neat? Isn't this just neat to be here and all of this and to see, like, John Paul the Second and all this mm-hmm. stuff? And they're, like, going, what? Who? it's like, we looked at them like, you're crazy. Well, it turns out they were Baptists and they were visiting oh, Rome Wow! and they had no idea what was kind of going on just on the other side of that oh, big giant yeah. wall. Cause wow. we were in the little gift shops down the way, but I just, that you know, is funny. So you can very easily get this attitude of like, are you the only people that have no idea what's really going on? They had a reason they had, uh, they had a, a reason for that. But yeah. So then after like, you know, Jesus replied to them, he says, what sort of things He's you drawing know? them out. I uh, no. So Jesus is like going, tell me, what, what does your he's, heart tell he's you? He's poking on
0: them a little bit. I think
1: so. I yeah. think so. And so he was drawing them out to help them sort of realize mm-hmm. things, right? So then they uh, they said to him, the things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty indeed in word before God and all the people. How our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. You know, they go through that. Mm-hmm. And so they know. And they know he's a, he's a prophet, mighty in word and deed. Right. right. And he had proven himself many times over with raising the dead, certainly curing all the lame of the, of the villages and, and the words that he would speak. Mm-hmm. They knew that he was a prophet of God. Right. They, they knew that. Now, they may not have all recognized that he was God. Mm-hmm. But, but they certainly knew that he was mighty. And then how our chief priests, so these guys are a couple of Jews as well, right? Yeah. And our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to yeah. a sentence of death and crucified him. Yeah. So they're well aware of all this. And I guess that's where all that conversing and debating yeah. comes in. Yeah. You know, like, was he really. Was the, he God? Was he the Christ? Yeah. Was he the Messiah? Was he the chosen one? Was he the one who was promised from of old, mm-hmm. right to ransom us to, to 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 take us out of captivity and all these different things, uh, and and but they but they knew what happened, right? And they recounted all that stuff to Jesus, right? And and so then it was like they were like then they said, but we were hoping, we were hoping. Now see, hope that's good. Mm-hmm. They had hope. So did. Jesus gave them hope. They're still downcast. Either, but, they were but we were, were hoping mm-hmm. that he would be the one to redeem Israel. Mm-hmm. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Right. So there's that third day. Yeah. And Jesus is like going, okay, come on. Think about it. Scratch your head a little bit. You'll figure this out. <laughs> Remember what that guy said about three days. Yeah. And they were just kind of like working. But, you know, and and to a certain degree as humans, they're a little short-sighted right they were they were let down that they had and then maybe they had even lost hope mm-hmm. right and again, I think Jesus drawing them out is he's he's getting ready to help them out here yeah right and 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 what he's going to do is the most amazing thing ever i think. And that's why we're going to take a break. Awesome. Because I always like to right up oh, there. Oh, I know. Get us right up to the edge and start to lean now, over the, And we got to take took a break.
0: Me 300-something shows. Yeah. And but I finally <laughs> figured it out.
1: <laughs> Before we do take a break, I want folks at home to re- remember we have a great website. It is the, great. com. Also, send me those stories, man. Send them to me. I'm loving to read. Gotten the some good the stories. We've had some fantastic stories. And we're going to recount some of them on the air here. But yeah. send them to Deacon Jeff at TheCatholicCafe.com with that. We'll be right back.
2: I'm Bess Droszemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Many non-Catholics who visit a Catholic church to attend a funeral or wedding are curious about some of the gestures made by the faithful during worship including crossing themselves and genuflecting. One of the distinctive marks of the Catholic and Orthodox Christians is the practice of making the sign of the cross. This gesture, which often begins and ends prayers, is made by tracing a cross on the body, by touching the forehead, lower chest, and both shoulders, while saying, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thus, each Catholic prayer begins and ends By invoking the Most Blessed Trinity, and reminds the faithful that they are indelibly marked with the cross of the crucified Christ. This sign also makes each spoken prayer liturgical, in that the whole body is used in the act of worship. Making the sign of the cross is one of the most ancient Christian gestures, which is well known and referenced by early church fathers. Writing in the second century, Tertullian explains that in all our travels and movements, in bathing, working, and eating, Christians must mark their foreheads with the sign of the cross. Another early church father, St. Cyril of Jerusalem, exhorts the faithful that they should not be ashamed of Christ crucified, and the cross should be our seal, made with our fingers on our brow in the various events of our day-to-day life. Genuflecting, or the act of kneeling on one or two knees and then rising again, is an ancient act showing respect and devotion to royalty or any superior and recognition of that person's authority. Since the Middle Ages, the faithful have genuflected in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament in recognition of the reality that hidden in the tabernacle under the guise of bread is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. Customarily, Catholics genuflect both when entering the presence of the Blessed Sacrament and upon leaving its presence. In the Eastern Christian churches, usually this respect is shown by a profound bow rather than by kneeling. Both the sign of the cross and genuflection are liturgical acts of prayer and worship, reminding the faithful that they are indelibly marked with the sign of the cross and that the true King of the universe, deserving of worship, lies hidden in the tabernacle of every Catholic Church. I'm Bester Zimski, and this is another great moment in Church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're
1: back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff. I'm talking here with my buddy, Tom Dorian.
0: Yes, sir. We're we, sitting on the edge of our seats. That's right. We're talking about uh, you Luke chapter us 24,
1: you third us Sunday of Easter. Yes, sir. And uh, what Jesus is getting ready to do is an amazing thing. We're just going through the gospel here because there's some cool stuff that I think sometimes the details, we don't really think about all the, all the the all the moving parts mm-hmm. that are at work here. Right. Because we can take a gospel story and we can simplify it down to, you know, Jesus came, and then he died for our sins, and now we can go to heaven and right. you can you can that 's the whole salvation gospel story right there that 's true, but that 's not very interesting no and the gospel writer a lot of things are going on, so all this stuff they 're writing, all the detail they put in for all the reasons that they might put them in, and just things that we can sort of like hang on different words mm-hmm. and where we had just left, you know the the uh, the two folks hoping, yeah, Cleopas and the other guy are hoping. They're hoping. Well, they're downcast. They're sort of uh, maybe a little short-sighted. Yeah. You know. Well, we thought he was the guy. You mm-hmm. know. But I don't think he's the guy. <laughs> you know. And and th- then they say this is really interesting. So they they go, but we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. And I I, I know Jesus is going hello. which means he's
0: really, really, really dead.
1: Yeah. Three days. Yeah. Yeah. It's the third day. But then then they say this. This is this is kind of neat. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us now we 've got to stop there because male chauvinist world back then huge yeah and so the so the the idea when
0: women were property
1: yeah back I mean, then. they didn 't count them in the same way and I know men loved women, and I know women and then there are good and holy women in the Bible
0: we're, oh yeah,
1: and they certainly were not. Uh, where they are today in terms of like ability to vote, to speak, to right. to hold office, to do all these things that uh these But, but they women couldn't even do.
0: testify in court.
1: And and that's what's so astounding here. That's yeah. what it's like. Again, Jesus is the rebel, right? Yeah. I mean everything the world is turned upside down in so many different ways, uh so many things that we thought or men would consider to be the way it's supposed to be. Right. And Jesus is like, Yeah, whatever. I got yeah. my own plan here. Right. And so they're astounded that these women were the ones that were first recognized the the miracles. So, again, we we are thankful to our women for pointing the way to Jesus' resurrection. And it says, They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Now, it doesn't say this, but I imagine the guys were like going, Get out of here. What? What? I don't know if I can believe this, but enough of them believed that it says this. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. Jesus so the, was so the women risen. were spot on. They were spot on and, and That again, is astounding. It, well, they were astounded and they needed to be astounded. Yeah. I I will bet you they listen to those women later on. <laughs> exactly. You know, cuz it's like if look if they
0: said it, we better believe it. Or
1: exactly. I mean I mean I imagine that 20 years later, you know, the the wife of one of these guys, Cleopas's wife, like, look, you'd still be a Jew if I wasn't I hadn't come and done this. You wouldn't have seen Christ as the, the Messiah. That's right. Right. Not that it's bad to be a Jew. I should clarify that. I don't no, want to get a bunch of I know, emails. I know what you're saying. You know, they,
0: our listeners know what you're saying.
1: Well, I just want to make sure, because I, I don't know. want to offend anybody, because you know the Jews are yeah. still the chosen people. I know. And we pray for them uh, constantly. Absolutely. Especially in, uh, on Good Friday, those petitions. I know. So, and then, and and he said to them, so this is, this is Jesus. And you know what? And Jesus said to them, all right, I've had enough. He didn't say that. That's not in the gospel. (laughs) But he does say, oh, how foolish you are. Yeah. How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? You know, and now imagine they're like going like, dude, hold on. You just told us you didn't know anything. We were just doing you a favor. Right? We we're doing you a solid. We're just trying to tell you what
0: happened. And now you're Because we thought
1: you were an idiot, you know, that you didn't know this stuff. Yeah. And I know they're not thinking that, but they had to probably think like, whoa. whoa. At this moment, I think the tide changes, right? Yeah. I think they realize something else is going on. Yeah. And so now I think Jesus is sort of like helping them understand that something profound did happen. Mm-hmm. And, and also what's neat is he's probably... Answering questions that they were conversing and debating about,
0: oh absolutely
1: right, and so now it's like and and he helps them to know that they are slow of heart to believe all that the prophet spoke mm-hmm. and and aren't we all today still slow of heart totally. to believe yeah. all that the prophet spoke and 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 we're fools we we continue to sin, we continue to we lose hope, all the things that these guys did we this is like a microcosm a micro environment for our entire lives is yeah, it not it is so then this is what 's really cool. This is one of my favorite parts of this. Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. Now, can you imagine being in that bible study
0: oh that 's intense
1: right so you know you usually come sit in the uh, the Saturday morning Bible study over here and uh, Marv the old guy that you know you know kind of drones through like er hey, 's going right here in the scriptures and we 're going to you know like go, oh Lord, <laughs> help me here you know. Uh, and and but, but could I
0: apologize to marv i 'm sorry Marv,
1: but could you could you imagine having Jesus lead you in Bible study and go through everything in the Old Testament Because what he's talking about here when it says scriptures in the New testament it 's talking about the Old Testament, right, right, and so Jesus went through you know Moses and all the prophets
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how Jesus was referred to in the Old Testament, yep. Now, you think about that, and that's really powerful stuff because, again, I don't know if you've been – you've been to my RCIA class.
0: Awesome And stuff. you've heard
1: me teach and talk. And one of the things that's the most fascinating to me and I love to help people understand is all of the Catholic teachings that we have today, they're not like – while they're found in the New Testament, they're, they're not like absent from the Old Testament. No, You've heard that old expression that the Old Testament is revealed in the New Testament. Right. Right, and that the New Testament—it's hidden in the Old Testament. Exactly. And so, when right. you see the connection between the two of those, it like really ratifies it your does. your Catholic faith. That's right, and helps you know this is what God always planned all along, and that's what those guys had to start to feel like. These these are really the first Catholics, these guys, when having all this stuff explained, you know, in in a sense, are the first ones to start to do a, a Catholic Bible study. Each, it's the first Catholic Bible story study.
0: as he goes. You know, it's starting to clear up. Yeah. The light bulb's getting brighter and brighter.
1: Yeah, exactly right. No, yeah. I think so. And it says, as they approach the village to which they were going, so they're getting near to Emmaus, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it says he, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. Now, that's another interesting line that I want to stop and think, well, mm-hmm. why, did he, why did he give that impression? I think it's because he was giving them the opportunity to invite him. The Lord never like. Good he never dives into your life. No. He comes up, sidles up next to you. He wants to be invited, and we have to invite him in. So I think that's what they were doing. But they urged him stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So we went in to stay with them. And while it happened that while he was, at, and it happened that while he was with them at table, this is important. He took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them.
0: See, heard, heard that before i
1: know every time you go to mass that's we've right. talked about that on the show that's the fourfold action of the eucharist mm-hmm. we take the that we take the bread right so the gifts are brought up to the priest mm-hmm. right he blessed the bread right or he blessed that bread and that's what the priest does with the eucharistic prayer right and then during the fraction right the he priest breaks it. breaks it as jesus broke it and then he, he gave it, it, it to them right and then the priest gives it to us in Holy Communion. Right. We reenact that every, every single mass. mass that we have, and every time we have this, this these kinds of events with like the feeding of the five thousand, with the the breaking of the bread here on the road to Emmaus, we hear that same right. exact uh, fourfold action. Mm-hmm. That's powerful stuff. With that, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. Oh, it's Jesus. I mean, it's like, oh, it's Jesus, you know. And it's 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 probably one of the only times in life you're allowed to say, "Oh, Jesus," and that's good. Yeah. Right? It's not using the Lord's name in vain. No. There he is. Exactly. He's he's right before us now. Beautiful. What a recognition! That's the light bulb going full on. Right. Right. And so they see that, uh, but then he vanishes from their sight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why? I mean, this is this is
0: important. It's a great question. I don't know. I, maybe it was too much. Scripture scholars, maybe it was too much for maybe, them to handle.
1: Uh, you know, I think it has to do with the very last line of that scripture. Okay. The very last line of scripture. Uh, after they had gone back, and we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, then they said to each other, after he had vanished, "Were not our hearts burning within us while we while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us?" Hindsight's twenty twenty. And now I can now I now it's all come together.
0: Right, and once they saw him, though, I really think I, I think it all goes together. I think that it was too much. It was a lot. Bear.
1: But I think, there's, I think there's some theological implications that are getting ready sure. to come up. So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem. They said, you know what? I, I know we we're going to Emmaus. There was a great auto auction or something we were heading to. We I don't know what run. they were doing. We've got to run back. We've got to go back. So they go seven miles the other way. And tell them that the ladies were right. Right. And, and, and who do they go and tell? The 11. That's they go right. to the church. That's right. Right. That's where they go. They don't go to like their cousin, Bubba. Mm -hmm. They don't go to their brother-in-law. You know, that guy's no good anyway. You know, they're going to go tell the regular folk they're going to the church. They go to the 11 and those with them. Mm -hmm. Right. And they announced the Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Right. They're, They're saying you guys were right. Everyone's right. This is real. Yeah, And then they say these most important things. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Right. And see, I think that's why Jesus vanished. I think Jesus vanished because he wanted them to understand the fullness of him was still there. In the bread. In the bread. Yeah. To help them understand. So do we understand? Do we know Jesus in the breaking of the bread?
2: Big mm, question. That We're is.
1: We're ending on the big question. Yeah. Let's ask our Blessed Mother to pray for us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God. pray pray for for us us sinners, now and and at the hour of our our death. death. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com.